At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin hour number three, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Brady Cannon, right here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And then there were three. Brady at the Charles <laughs> yeah. Schwab. I mean, when we go away for a break, come back, it feels like another bogey is going to ensue. Brendan Todd just bogeyed that par 511. So not only did he not make bird, he makes a six on that to drop out of the, a share of the lead. So right now, Scotty Scheffler, I believe he has made par on that par five. So he is going to be still tied for the lead with Harold Varn of the third and Scott Stallings at 10 under par. But we keep making mention of Sam Burns in the clubhouse, and that price has come down. It was up as high as 10 to 1. I'm seeing 450 now. So you nailed that number early on to say 9 could be the number, and that price has been shorted with Sam Burns not doing anything, just watching these guys try to get into the house. Yeah, it was just in the last half hour, I think he was at 16 to 1, and then I saw him drop to 12 to 1, and at my shop, he's now at 6 to 1. So you're right. The attrition is happening here in front of our eyes. Davis Riley ends up with a double bogey on that hole when he uh, hit his driver out of bounds. Harold Varner looks like he may be looking at a very long par putt here. His odds are still 4 to 1, so maybe that uh, putt is for birdie. He just... uh, you know, chipped out of the bunker, uh, trying to get up and down there. Now, Varner, what what hole is he on? Is he's Harold, not on the par five? He's already played the par he's five. He's already played right? the par five, so he's on twelve, I do believe. And you know, it's so funny because we, we we make mention of the wind, and Scott's, I did see it blowing on the last hole. Right, I think it's almost hole to hole because then Scotty Scheffler has a very un Scotty Scheffler like swing with this follow through, and these guys are trying to navigate literally through the wind in fine fairways. Scott Stallings, by the way, tied for the lead. He's got a rules official out. It is getting near the water. It is getting dicey for these players out here. And by the way, there was a bush by him that was blowing pretty good. So, you know, I I think if you pay attention here, you can see that the wind really is blowing out there. And it's not like these players to have so many mistakes if there wasn't some wind going on. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, again, we're not seeing the the shirt sleeves flap and stuff like that. But uh, I I was just seeing some trees blow pretty good there and a flag stick on that hole where uh, Harold Varner was as well. So it's definitely in play. And, uh, 
you know, like oh, they boy. say, the forecast was saying in play in a big way. Yeah, Scott Stallings, by the way, the rules official is out. It looks like he's over on a wayward tee box trying to figure out where to hit his <laughs> next shot. So this is getting really difficult. Uh, look, it's going to be difficult, obviously, whenever you have a Game 7 like we have in the NBA tonight. But we do have a Game 7 Tuesday in the NHL, and that's Carolina and New York. And, you know, I'm sitting here yesterday, and I'm, as I'm watching last night's game, and I had mentioned this on the program yesterday in Bidding Across America, is it as simple as if I got home ice in this Carolina-New York series, I got to play that side. Now, if you did that in the first six games, you've come up smelling right. like roses. You've loved it. And I thought maybe last night would be the night that Carolina shows no. It was all blue shirts. Really. I agreed with you. I, I thought that would be the you know the reverse of the trend there for the first time. And boy, no, New York got out to a two nothing lead before we knew what happened. And bam, yeah, jumped on them, stayed on them again. That game seven is tomorrow night, rather on Monday night, uh, back in Carolina. So now you can understand why the odds then, of course, flip and they flip back in favor of Carolina because they've been perfect at home and they've been almost unplayable on the road from a betting perspective here. What do you make now of Game 7? Because I do feel like, you know, we, we talk about pressure and that the, the quote-unquote better teams are supposed to feel it. Boston tonight. That's why they're favored on the road against Miami. Carolina, you talk to any hockey expert, and they are a better squad, top to bottom, than the Blue Shirts. But now the pressure is going to be on them on home ice. Do you worry that the hot goaltender for New York maybe plays, you know, a little bit over his skis again? We know how good he can be. You think there's danger in laying this price tag with Carolina? There is a bit of danger, I believe. It's not cheap at around minus 150. Um, and we know, we talked about it a little bit with the basketball game, maybe even more true in hockey, you want to go under the total in yep. a game seven. And, and I do believe there will be pressure on Carolina. I agree with you that Carolina is the better team. New York has really surprised me throughout this entire playoff run. I thought the Pittsburgh Penguins would get past Up New York. one Absolutely. And, and this New York team, I mean, how resilient. They've staved off elimination a number of times. They've won now, I believe, six games in a row on their home ice. It goes all the way back to that. That very first playoff game seems like the very first playoff game that we watched of this entire postseason was when they went to triple overtime with the Penguins mm -hmm. lost that game. They haven't lost on home ice since then, but I do lean towards Carolina. I don't know. I'm not going to lay the 150. I actually have a futures ticket on the Carolina Hurricanes to win the conference. Now, oh, obviously wow. they have to win here and then they're going to have to go beat Tampa Bay. Um, I do believe they are the better hockey team. Obviously, they have played much better at home. You, you and I both thought that they would get one on the road finally. They did not and really didn't even come close the no. other night. Um, but I think they're going to get it done here, and I do believe it'll be a very nip-and-tuck game. I think you're, could, you could look, be looking at a 3-2, uh, and, and we could be headed to overtime as well. So, again, maybe the under at 5.5 right now, minus 140 is the, the better play if you don't want to lay the, the minus 150 with Carolina. Uh, in that all-important Game 7 there. You mentioned Tampa Bay lying in wait in mm -hmm. the Eastern Conference. Back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champs trying to make it a three-peat. I feel like, not that they were discounted in that opening round series against Toronto. A little bit, maybe. But, but it did feel like everybody's like, well, the, it's just got to end. This run's got to end. It's not ending. And then they just, I mean, just whoosh, Florida. Right, in the oh, Battle of Florida. Man, that was amazing. just never a contest. It's always like there's a team, that, the team that wins the President's Trophy, right? Mm -hmm. It seems that team never advances very far. Shut down their offense completely. So I, I wonder if you're Tampa, are you rooting for the Rangers? And they're not going to admit it like Draymond right. Green did. Right. But, you know, I, I, you got to be thinking, 
Boy, I do think, I really want the Rangers, though? Because all of a sudden, they're getting hot at home, and their goaltender right. can be one of the best on the planet. You know, again, if you're pressed where you have to give an answer, like Draymond, yeah. um, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are probably going to think like the rest of us that, you know, Carolina's probably the better team. But you make a great point. All, all of a sudden, New York right. is, I use the word resilient. I, I mean, they are really playing with house money right now. And, and you talked about pressure as well. Certainly the pressure is on Carolina. New York is footloose and fancy free, man. And they've got the hot goaltender right now. But, you know, does Vasilevsky remain just as hot for Tampa Bay? Right. I do believe there is certainly going to be a rust versus rest <laughs> factor for Tampa Bay. And they've been off a long oh, time. It feels like two weeks. I mean, I, it hasn't been no that long. No matter who they play, Carolina or New York, I'd want to take the visiting team in that game one. I tend to agree with that. And and again, uh, we'll, we'll see who they're going to play. But boy, all of a sudden, New York, down 3-1 to Pittsburgh, didn't scare them. They win three in a row. Down 3-2 to Carolina, facing the must win. They win again. So they've been pretty good with their backs against the wall. We'll find out what happens tomorrow night. Very quickly, back to the Charles Schwab. I look up as we're discussing hockey, and they, you know, they got the big FedEx signs there because mm-hmm. you know FedEx. Whenever you have a ruling that involves a sign, <laughs> it's not going to be good for Scott Stallings. <laughs> so let's see what what if we, we if you find yourself line. taking your shoes off in a creek. <laughs> If you're in a residential area looking for your ball on the other side of a chain link fence, That's and also good. when you've got a ruling near near a very large sign, oh those, are, those are three bad signs. So here. they brought in the rules officials. <laughs> this thing has just gone down to a snail space here as they're trying to figure out how you take relief from these structures. Guess who the second favorite is in the market here right now? I'm going to guess Sam Burns. Yes. Ah! I've got Scotty Scheffler at minus 125, Sam Burns at plus 450, Harold Varner at 5-1. to one. How about that? Unbelievable, man. So, if Sam Burns wins this golf tournament, that's going to really be amazing. Well, and again, I, I think this is important. I think for, Matt Eumanns might have Sam Burns. Oh, that would be fantastic. Davis Riley, by the way, just made par on 15. So he is essentially, forget about the leaders. You have to be thinking about nine under par. Sam Burns. So if you're Davis Riley and for our buddy Brian Ortega, you got to think, I got to make a birdie coming in mm-hmm. in these last two. I got to get in the house at nine because nine really could be the number, something you identified two hours ago. And we were trying to educate everybody out there. When you look at those live numbers, think about the weather. Think about the conditions. This is exactly what we talked about. These guys are struggling to try to get home here in this back nine and they're hitting it all over the lot. So Right now, the number to beat is Sam Burns at nine. It, it's not Scotty Scheffler at ten. Scott Stallings, right now, by the way, hitting his sh- uh, third shot, looks to be probably Where? about eighty yards away. Got to go around the a TV, TV tower. tower. Yeah, not not a real good shot or a spot to be anyway. And he comes up short of the green. He's going to make bogey at best right there. Oh my goodness! So again, that's one of the co-leaders. So Scott Stallings. So is he's drop gone, off. right? So now, that's another reason why the odds continue to dip on Sam Burns because these guys at the top wow. just continue to fall by the wayside. This is absolutely, it's carnage right now. And it's something you expect at a major championship, right? Yeah, yeah. But you, well, maybe not at Augusta because Augusta is one of those courses on the back nine. You can you can really go well with those eagle opportunities in the par fives. But here, when you have a par 70 course, you don't have a lot of those green light go scenarios when the wind's up. Well, exactly. The key word, the four-letter word uh, for us golfers, I call it the W word. I don't even like to say wind. wind. Um, But that is truly, I believe, one of the biggest defenses for any of these golf courses, no matter where you are. When Mm -hmm. when the wind kicks up, especially to the level like it is here at Colonial, 
boy, it it uh, it makes these guys look like you and me out there. You know, it's funny because I had Carl Paulson on uh, from SiriusXM Radio, of course, former tour player, on before the PGA Championship, and I said, Carl, are we looking at a single digit or double digit win? And and I think it's important in golf handicapping to try to figure out what what the number is going to look like. Are guys going to go low? Is it a birdie fest? Sure. And he said. He goes, he goes, there's no way somebody's going to win a double digits. He goes, now watch somebody go out and shoot 1,400 right. and make me look ridiculous. But it ended up being at five under. When you get to some of these tournaments, and I know some of the laymen think they're lesser tournaments, it is important to take in, into effect the court. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. First design, par 70s, and guys that can just go out and get a, get you a bunch of birdies versus guys that might like tougher conditions, right? Well, this golf course, uh, yeah, it, it should not be downplayed. It's really historic. Um, mm-hmm. It's the oldest or, or the longest running golf tournament on the PGA Tour as far as a tournament being played at the same golf course. And that's Augusta National and Colonial. They have been at the same golf course. I mean, this is a historic place. Now, the wind is certainly, you know, having a huge, playing a huge factor in the scores this week. But, yeah, this is no cupcake golf course. I think Ben Hogan is enjoying this. From Hogan's from, Alley. He is enjoying this one as well. When we come back, Ian Cameron is going to join the program. We'll break down everything in the NHL. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip. There's state issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Brady Cannon, I am Dave Ross. And very quickly, we have bad news for Harold Varner III. Ooh, awful news. He just went to 55-1 to because, Brady Cannon, he just took a triple bogey by four-putting a green. He three-putted. He did four-putt the green. He three-putted from about three feet. Oh. This is playing like a major. So Scotty Scheffler now is back alone atop the leaderboard at 10 under par with a one-shot lead over Sam Burns in the clubhouse at 9 under par. And Scott Stallings at 9 under par. And Brennan Todd 
at Nine Under Par. Wow, we'll get back to that drama. But right now, we are joined by Ian Cameron once again to talk all things NHL. Ian, great to have you back in the program. Brady and I were just talking about this Carolina and uh, Blue Shirts Game 7 coming up tomorrow night in Carolina. Look, if you just simply said, I'm going to back the home teams in this series, you've cashed every ticket six in a row. Is it as simple as that for Game 7, or is there now added pressure on Carolina being, quote-unquote, the better team at home, but the Rangers feel like they're just playing with house money right now? Yeah, guys, it's been a crazy uh crazy series here with these two teams where the home team has just looked so much better in uh, pretty much every game. And that's especially been true with the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think for Rod Brindamore, that's a little bit frustrating as well, because you see this team really look strong on home ice, uh, really clamped down defensively. We've seen a lot of their top forwards really make more of an offensive impact at home as well. And then you see them go on the road against the Rangers, and all of a sudden they're a little bit looser defensively. The penalty kill hasn't been nearly as strong. Uh, on the road hasn't been nearly as strong actually overall the last few games the new york rangers now have gone four straight games with at least one power play goal you know against this vaunted carolina penalty kill that's been number one all season so there's things that are concerning for carolina but the good news for them is they're going to return home for game seven uh here on monday night you know a venue where they're seven and oh now uh, in the playoffs they've had great success here uh, and last line change you know has mattered to them you know and that's going to be something to watch out for tomorrow night the new york rangers are getting dominated in the face-off circle in this series they have not done a good job winning face-offs and if this continues tomorrow night You've got a team that if they're going to lose a bunch of face-offs, you're going to have puck possession for Carolina and an even greater opportunity for their top players to be out on the ice against maybe the weaker defensive pairings and the weaker uh, defensive uh, or the weaker forward combinations defensively uh, for the New York Rangers. So I don't know what Gerard Gallant can do at this point. I know they won game six in spite of the bad face-off uh, numbers. But they're going to have to work on correcting that going into game seven. Because if Carolina has the puck all night on the home ice, they could do what they did in game five, hold the Rangers below 20 shots and really shut them down. Ian, uh, I was never a believer in the New York Rangers starting this uh, postseason. I thought they were going to lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it was triple overtime that very first game that they ended up losing. They haven't lost on home ice ever since. I didn't like them last night. I thought Carolina was going to finally reverse the trend and win a game on the road in this series, but sure enough, the New York Rangers show up once again, and I tell you what, I'm starting to believe in this team <laughs> now, and and uh, like Dave said uh, just a minute ago, you know, the pressure now shifts to the Carolina Hurricanes. Who do you like in the game? I, I mean, is New York uh, an absolute player in this contest uh, for you in Game 7, or do you really think Carolina's going to hold serve and get it done? Yeah, I think uh, Carolina's going to win the series, and I hope so, because I have Carolina plus 105 uh, to win the series. What I did was I bet a Carolina Game 1 and Series combination uh, before the series started for Hurricanes to win game one, which they did, uh, and the series at plus 105. So now I've essentially got them to win the series plus 105. And uh, I'm not going to add on at minus 150 individually uh, with uh, Carolina in game seven tomorrow night. Although there are things to like about the New York Rangers. First of all, you've got Igor Shosturkin playing excellent. You know, he's playing absolutely lights out right now, so much so that he's moved up to number two of all goaltenders in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs in goals saved above average. That's an advanced stat that's used to measure goaltenders in terms of the quality of chances they face and how well they're doing, stopping those type of high danger scoring chances. And now Shesterkin has moved into second among all 
uh, Stanley Cup playoff goaltenders in mm. that category. He's played absolutely phenomenal. And he's up there with the likes of Andre Vasilevsky for Tampa Bay. Mike Smith for Edmonton is fourth in that category, you know, so he's played extremely well. That's how good Shesterkin's playing. And on the flip side, you see Antti Ranta have by far his worst game of the playoffs last night. The first goal's got to be stopped uh, by Tyler Mott, plain and simple. The puck can't go in. Uh, and even the second goal that the Rangers scored Zibanejad, at, I would have liked to him, him to make a save there as well. And he, of course, ends up getting pulled after Philip Heedle makes it 3-0. So all of a sudden, there's some confidence issues. Now, is this he just played poorly? Or is this a situation where that I kind of think could be an issue with him is the fact he's now being asked to play, what, 13, 14 games in a row for a player that's been injured on and off the last two years, a goaltender that's been a backup goaltender for the large part of his last two seasons. He's just not accustomed to this kind of consecutive game workload. And I worry at his age especially is that maybe hurting anti Ronto a little bit. And it's not like uh, Rindamore has options. Frederick Anderson takes a decade to return from injuries, and I don't even think he's ready to return just yet. And Pyotr Kochetkov's a very young goalie. You want to throw him into the pressure cooker of a Game 7 on home ice? I'm not so sure. So it's a tough spot right now, and you're going to have to bank on Ron to being better in Game 7, and that's a big if, in my opinion. We're talking all things NHL and Stanley Cup Finals uh, with Ian Cameron as we get to the Western Conference Finals. And you look at Edmonton taking on Colorado, and I look at the total, and I see seven. I mean, Ian... Seven. So I get it. Connor McDavid, one of the prettiest goals you're ever going to see. Uh, everybody's talking about Edmonton right now. Do you think that we're going to get just lights out and just here we go and, and light the lamp? Or is six and a half right now at BetMGM? I am seeing seven in other shops. What do you make of that total? Because you normally just don't see them that high. No, you don't. Uh, it's At the same time, that would be very, very difficult for me personally to bet an under initially <laughs> yeah you know at least you know when I, I got to see what happens in game one because to me this looks like two teams that have just been able to generate such consistently good looks at the opposing team uh, offensively Edmonton did that and Edmonton did that guys in the second round against a very good Calgary team Calgary is no slouch defensively They've been a good defensive team this year they had a goalie in Jacob Markstrom that's a veteran goalie that's pretty good uh, and to be able to see the Edmonton Oilers end up just absolutely, you know, getting the transition game going, the speed through the neutral zone, the rush chances, you know, they just got that over and over and over again. Anytime they wanted against Calgary, I don't know if Colorado, you know, for the way they play, they don't sit back. Their defensemen are constantly active and activated on every shift. They will pinch the defensemen in. And it could be scoreless 10 minutes into the game. And there's Kale McCarr, Bo Byram you name it, on that blue line, pinching down in the zone to keep pucks alive uh, in the offensive zone. Usually you only do that when you're trailing, you know, in the third period of a game. That's just Colorado style. They are a five-man attack at all times on every shift. So it's a little bit different from the way Calgary's. Calgary was trying to play a little bit more conservative, and yet Edmonton still lit them up. That's the struggle that I have, guys, with betting an under uh, in this series, including in game one. So uh, I would only look over the total, at least in game one. As far as the series goes, I think Edmonton's got a puncher's chance. I don't know about winning the series, but I think the plus one and a half games is an option. I think it's Colorado. Maybe if they win this series, it's a long one. 
but I would lean a little to Edmonton plus one and a half games. And I'm going to go back to the well with a prop that I've taken a few times in these playoffs. And that's the series to go seven games, which is plus 210 in that kind of vicinity. So I think it's a very long, competitive, very, very uh, close, razor thin margin type of series between two teams. And obviously the storyline going into it is going to be the two superstars uh, on both of these teams, McDavid for the Oilers and McKinnon for the Avalanche. It really is a delectable matchup. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that, Ian. I think that plus one and a half games makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just about 45 seconds left here. I want to make a case for Colorado, though. A lot of times when we're handicapping golf, looking at a guy that's going to get a victory in a major championship or whatever, we talk about scar tissue and how many times you've been through the ringer where, you know, the near misses that really weigh on you. And we've seen that certainly for the Colorado Avalanche. It It seems like this year, this team may be ready to put all that in their past. They've had that experience they've had the disappointment that that Edmonton probably hasn't had as much and that's one of the reasons I kind of like Colorado here what do you think about does that angle make any sense to you I'll take Colorado's blue line over Edmonton's Brady because I think their defense is one through six a little bit deeper than Edmonton's and your point is valid they finally broke through the second round and, and, you know, from a golf standpoint, obviously, you know, Mito Pereira is going to have to find his Colorado Avalanche in, <laughs> you know, in the future, you know, to try to bounce back from that last week at the PGA. But Colorado did that finally. You know, they bounced back and, and they finally won a second round series. And now maybe they go into this series a little more confident, relaxed. You know, maybe they're not as jittery handling the puck anymore, which at times they looked at against St. Louis at the end. So we could see a relaxed and an even better Colorado team here as a result. I love the analogy with Mito Pereira. Fantastic. Very good. Very good. Ian, appreciate it. Enjoy Game 7 tomorrow night. We'll catch up with you again soon. Great stuff, guys. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank there you, Ian. He is, Ian Cameron. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Bobana. When we come back, I, I can't even describe what's going on at the Charles Schwab. We'll try to do it when we come back right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VSIN.com. Subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including. Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Montobel's got all his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil's going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals. Going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets, premium articles in golf, UFC, UFFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Back alongside Brady Cannon, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. We had Derek Cardi on in the very first hour of the program, and he gave out a prop that he liked today with Mackenzie Gore. And the Padres taking on the Pirates. And I believe it was five and a half strikeouts. Correct, yes. He's already got eight. Yeah, that that one uh, happened pretty quickly. (laughs) And you like the under in that game. And so far, scoreless in the bottom of the fifth. Pretty good handicap there as well. 
Yeah, you know, well, I talked about Contreras, this young kid for the Pirates who the Padres had not seen before. Not a lot of teams have seen him before no. across all of baseball. He's off to a 1-0 start. I guess he did some relief work uh, recently for Pittsburgh, went down to AAA, and they brought him back up into the starter role, and he's done pretty well. He's certainly a guy to keep an eye on um, and doing very well against the Padres right now. And, you know, we also talked about, Derek mentioned too, you know, aside from all this, the the guys on the bump today for both teams, neither teams have been scoring a lot of runs in nope. this series, period. No, not at all. And, and right now, Contreras, four innings pitch, three hits, uh, one walk, three Ks, and no runs scored uh, there as well. Back to the carnage that is the Charles Schwab challenge right now. And it is a challenge. Perfect word for it. Yeah. Because the wins, you know, it's so funny. You don't always see it on TV, but what you can really see is on the greens. It's really affecting these guys in their putting strokes. So we saw Scotty Scheffler with an uncharacteristic three-putt. Yeah, I mean, that was like a two-and-a-half-footer. Not good. And he just ran one by in his birdie attempt on 13. He's going to have a, a par save, probably about another knee knocker of about four feet, uh, as he's going to try to hold on to a share of the lead. Now with Sam Burns, who's in the clubhouse, Scott Stallings is out there, and he's he's kind of ham-and-egging it and get, getting around here. Uh, so he's still tied for the lead. Uh, Davis Riley is one back because he's got one more hole. I believe he's on 17, but he just missed his birdie attempt. So he's going to try to make par on 17 if he can and go to the last with an opportunity to tie Sam Burns, something that you identified two hours ago when we were talked early on in this tournament for the live bettors out there, for the live wagers, that you could look at a guy that was going to get in that clubhouse sooner. And right now, Sam Burns has become the betting favorite, and he hasn't taking a swing in what, yeah. about an hour? Right, exactly. He is the betting favorite at BetMGM at even money. Scotty Scheffler, the second choice at plus 175. Scott Stallings at 6-1. to one. Brendan Todd at 10-1. to one. Davis Riley at 40-1. to one. And the name that uh, has popped off of the board here that we aren't mentioning anymore, Harold Varner III. Oh, boy. Whoa. I was feeling pretty good about a bet I made overnight last <laughs> night at 10 to 1 on HV3, and he was following suit, looking very good. And then uh, the last two hole stretch for Harold Varner uh, on number 11 and number 12, he made triple bogey. Oh. And, and I believe it was actually 12 and 13. Take that back. Made a triple bogey that included a four putt on 12. Oh. And then he goes to the par 3 13th and hits it in the water and proceeds to make double bogey. So he's five over par in the course of two holes. He's now back to five under par for the championship, and he is completely out of it with five holes left to play. They're showing some of the carnage right now on CBS, and it does include what you just mentioned. I'm going to hide my eyes because that was my guy. Well, you say you've never seen him make a putt. I, I have not. And I, I for the first time, I was doing the show here yesterday, and I looked up, and I, I saw him make one, and then I saw him make another one today. But uh, maybe that was the curse. I, I'd rather kind of be having never seen him make a putt before. But uh, also, here's another development, Dave. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I was remembering this, and, and I wasn't sure, but I have now confirmed the Long Shots crew is looking to get a winner home for the second straight week. Last week, Ress Reynolds had... Justin Thomas, yes. Matt Humans, and I were on Will Zalatoris, but we were able to get one home for the Long Shots crew with Wes's pick of JT. Matt Human Matt Humans does have Sam Burns Ooh. at thirty to one oh. pre-tournament, and right now the betting favorite I'm seeing around minus dollar forty wow. for Sam Burns. Scotty Scheffler now back to a solid price plus price at about buck eighty as this keeps switching literally 
uh, by the shot as we come down the stretch. Scotty Sheffield did ju- just make his par. Uh, bad news for Brian Ortega because Davis Riley, he's not happy. He no, just kind of he's cussed. letting his emotions uh, get the best of him. Yeah, that he's going to be for all intents and purposes done because he just bogeyed seventeen. So yeah, he's now he's two back of Sam Burns. So again, yes, Scotty Scheffler is tied for the lead with Burns and with Scott Stallings. But really now the guy, you got to make sure you get in the clubhouse at nine or else there's not going to be a playoff. You would assume somebody gets there. But Scotty Scheffler, man, two over par for his round. Mm-hmm. And I think nary a birdie. I think he's got two bogeys and the rest are pars. So we were kidding that he would take par as a, as a good score today. He would love to be even par right now, two over he might have to think about making a birdie so he doesn't have to go to a playoff with Sam Burns. Well, he did just stripe one down the middle of the fairway on 14, so he'll certainly have a, a decent birdie look uh, depending on how his approach shot goes. But with this wind, you know, I, I think it's both off the tee and on approach where these guys are really getting into trouble. We talked about Harold Varner hitting it in the water. Sam Burns almost hit it in the water on that 13th hole, the par three. Remember that? Oh, yes. Huge that's a turnaround huge... there for it, Sam when, Burns. We saw his number drifting when that was happening yes. so as high as what 16 to 1 I think it was 16 was the highest yes and then all of a sudden now you you look up an hour later and he did get in the clubhouse which we were urging him to do with the last two to play and he made par and now he's the betting favorite to, to hold on at nine under par now when I look at the board and obviously the names are coming off it as the uh the numbers uh, get longer certainly Patrick Reed's still up there uh Cameron Davis these guys are extreme you know, they're not they're not, not going to really be in this. It feels like a four-horse race. Burns is in the house, Scotty Scheffler, Scott Stallings, and Brendan Todd, who's one back. So would you be intrigued at all? And I'm seeing around 11-1 for Todd, who, again, is playing alongside Scotty Scheffler, but he's one back of both Scheffler and Burns. It just feels like it's hard to make a birdie right now. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like it's really Very hard to say, to well, make a birdie. I've got all these holes. I just need one birdie. Good luck. We're not seeing that happen right now as these guys are trying to get in the house. You know, it it seems like every single one of these guys at the top of the leaderboard has had an episode where, you know, it's a penalty shot or a ball out of bounds or, you know, the wind is wreaking havoc on just about everybody. That the one guy that you were considering last night that mm-hmm. seems to kind of steady the ship a little bit is Scott Stallings. And he's hanging right in there. Uh, haven't seen him on TV a lot because he's the guy that currently is not making a lot of mistakes. No. He's through 13 and tied for the lead at nine under par. Uh, currently his price at BetMGM, Stallings at six to one. Maybe you take a little shot with him. I could have had him at 10 to one. And I didn't pull the trigger. And again, you know, he makes a ridiculous uh, bogey save. It was if a you very will. good bogey save. Right. Yes. So those are the type of things that you have to have in the course of a final round. Like, it's got to be, you're going to make a bogey. It's going to happen. Sheffler's already got two. Don't make the big number. Don't do what Harold yes. Varner did with oh. the four putt. And you, you, those are the type of things that take you out. Don't hit the fence line like Davis Riley did. That's going to take you out of the mix. Like, you've got to realize it's going to be tough to get home. Uh, But Sam Burns did exactly what we said, a 65 in these conditions. Again, he did not play in the tougher conditions like they are now. You talk about uh, tough to get home. How about the under between the uh, Cubs and the White Sox? It was scoreless in the seventh. We're into extra innings right now, tied at four. That that bet is a loser for me. That's one of the worst beats I think I've had all season. Okay. First and foremost. That was tough. If you play unders and it gets to extra innings and they put ghost runners on the, mm-hmm. it's just the one of the most infuriating. Th- like, how do you handicap for that? 
Like, I was it, leading three to one, and the White Sox had uh, two runners on uh, in in uh, I think this was the tenth inning. Um, they obviously scored. I just looked at it again. It's now four to four. So that's now over the total, and it all happened in extra innings. Brutal. Can we please switch the rules back? <laughs> Can we just play baseball? Like that—that's not baseball. I don't really mind. I, I don't actually mind the ghost runner, Dave. I mean, I understand they're not going to do. Oh, there's our boy Stallings. Just oh, missed one, huh? We were just no. singing his praises, and he just missed one. Um, that doesn't bother you, though. No, I, I I don't. I like the fact that they're not going to do it for the postseason. Yeah, but I think it's kind of fun. Um, you know, it, it gives everybody a fighting chance. Obviously, that was a really brutal beat today, having an under in that game. But um, I do think it adds some uh, excitement. Uh, very quickly in the last 30 seconds of the segment, I'll do my old man on the lawn bit. But <laughs> I, I do go like, you're going to get an RBI for a guy who just got ghost runner to second. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the stuff that bothers me, I think. Yeah, I hear that part of it. Yeah, sure. But the other part, it is fun. It does speed it up a little bit, and that's what they're intending to do. Sadly, it's sped up a little bit too much there. 4-4 right now uh, for the, God, <laughs> the Battle of the South Harold Varner and the uh, Battle of the Windy City. <laughs> Tough Sunday for me. Live update score. Come on back. Betting Across America on Decent, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Point a trip to Vegas where you can convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with the BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wrapping things up here with Brady Cannon. I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. And, um, well, it was a fun ride for Harold Varner III. <laughs> but, Brady, you mentioned in the break, not only did he go... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Triple, double, but the, the next hole didn't work out particularly well either. Yeah, he made another triple bogey. Oh I was just looking at the leaderboard so here. So he was at 10 under par at one point. 
Yeah. And, and now he's two under. He has dropped eight shots oh in a matter of three holes. And not only is he obviously costing me my bet, he's starting to cost himself a lot of money. Here. Yes, he is. That he's is... moved into 21st place. He, he went from first to 21st in three holes. Wow. Speaking of wow, Scotty Scheffler just missed a very makeable birdie attempt on 14. His reaction says it all. He is flummoxed. Yeah, it looks like these greens kind of have him confused. He missed that short two-and-a-half-footer uh, two uh, just a hole or two ago, and, and then a pretty easy birdie look right there for Scheffler and wasn't able to hold that either. So, you know, the drama continues, Dave. We've only got two guys now at nine under par, and that's Scotty and Sam Burns. Again, and Burns is the, the betting, the small betting favorite over Scotty Scheffler right now as he's just sitting in that clubhouse. I, I wonder if he's going to go swing some clubs, if he's getting some lunch. He hasn't been on the course in forever. Right now, if I offered you Burns or Scheffler, which way would you go? I got to go Burns because he's safe. Yes. He's not out there in the wind. He, he no longer has he's an done. opportunity to make a double bogey or, in Varner's case, a triple bogey. Uh, yeah, no, we said that at the top of the show. Yes. And, and you brought up the point, uh, you know, typically you like to have a guy in the final pairing. That's where most more of your winners come. Play. More right. holes, more opportunity. You, you don't want to have to play more holes today. It's brutal out nope. there. So the fact that Sam Burns was able to get in the clubhouse after shooting a 65, and he teetered a little bit as well. He did. He nearly went in the water on that par three hole, but he was able to salvage par there, and that was a huge difference for him right there. And and we said, we said, you know, I, nine under par might get it done. Get to the clubhouse at nine under and see what happens. It might work. I think he listened to us. I think he was watching the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, sure and he, he knew was. exactly what he had to do. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about the Celtics and, and the Heat in the game seven tonight, Brady. And, you know, again, depending on how you think the game script's going to go, could certainly play in those player props and certainly decide in the total here. Let's take one more look at this, this game seven because even talking to Eric Snow, who we had on the last hour, you can glean a little bit more of what a game seven really means, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know... Sure, big picture things like Jason Tatum legacy, right? Jimmy Butler has kind of become this almost like a cult figure, uh, you know, a, a hero, if you will, for, you know, playoff Jimmy and, and mm -hmm. these sort of things. Do you think these guys, and we're talking about the elites, but, the, you know, the, maybe Butler and, and Tatum are in that next tier of superstar. That Steph yes. Curry is, is, sure. is already sure. at, right? Yeah. Do you think they're looking at it like, yeah, I know people are going to talk about me if I have a bad performance, uh, and, you know, I, I need to go out on a game seven, like Eric Snow said, this is where kind of legacies are made. And one of these guys is going to take a huge step in that narrative of Jason Tatum and, or Jimmy Butler after tonight. Well, you know, it's probably the responsibility of both of these coaches to eliminate that kind of backspeak in your head and being worried about legacy and stuff like that. It's probably the coach's job to get them focused on the task at mm -hmm. hand and, and try and block that stuff out of your head. I, I thought it was really interesting what Eric Snow had to say when we were discussing the player props, how he would probably go over on Jason Tatum because he's much more of a volume shooter, which is absolutely true. Yes. And Jimmy Butler, he would go under, even though we kind of all agreed that he needs probably 30 points. That's probably the number that he needs if if Miami's going to win this game. But Eric also pointed out that Jimmy Butler can probably score 22 to 25 and get enough help from the cast, the crew around him, mm -hmm. that they can still win this game. Maybe not the case for Jason Tatum. He's probably going to have to go out and score 35, have a big game, maybe even 38, 
and, and lead the charge, I think, offensively for the Boston Celtics. I thought that made a lot of sense, and, and it ties into how you can approach those two prop bets. You know, it's interesting, again, and Eric mentioned it as well, that when you get in these big spots, like a Game 7, right, to, to get to uh, get to the finals, you do go back historically. You remember Allen Iverson in Game 1 of a losing cause, right, when the Sixers played the Lakers. But, you know, the step over, and he, he's dropping 40. They win Game 1 in L.A. Now, they lost... They got swept, gentlemen sweep. They mm-hmm. lose four more after that. But we still remember those iconic moments. LeBron James in Cleveland when he went to, to Boston in game six. Yes. Right? And has that monster 40-plus point performance. I'm not saying that's what we're going to be in store for tonight with one of these two guys. But we feel like there's the possibility that after tonight we're talking about, wow, that game seven that X player put up is one we could talk about for a while. It absolutely could be, and I kind of hope we get that, because otherwise this series has been awful. Yes. it's. I mean, you know, there's the, the social media battle between the basketball playoffs and the hockey playoffs, and uh, it's not even close. No, not from an entertainment standpoint. This, You're this series for... has been horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the game the other night was maybe the first pretty competitive game we've had. Um, so, yeah, I hope there's some sort of storyline that comes out of this with a legendary performance from an entertainment standpoint, but I'm not necessarily going to bank on it because no. because so far we really haven't seen it out of either squad. We have not. And again, in the player prop scenario, I think the one that we both like, again, if you're game scripting this, and we both kind of like Miami, if you still catch the three, would be Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. That's the guy you t- take away the superstars that we're talking about here and Tatum and Butler, or potential superstars, I should say. And all of a sudden you look at Bam and 15 and a half, there's not a whole lot of resistance. Al Horford's been good, but it's not like he's got true centers that he's going to have to battle. He's going up against a lot of power forwards. Uh, so you would think out of bio, if he gets over that player prop, good chance Miami can win. I feel that is more a catalyst for this Miami team advancing to the finals. And it's like Eric Snow said, if Jimmy Butler goes out and gets 25 points and eight rebounds and six assists, Absolutely, the Miami Heat can win this ballgame. Mm-hmm. If Bam Adebayo goes out and gets 18 points and 10 rebounds, that's huge. Yes. And I think that's a huge piece of Miami getting the finals. The other prop I like is Jason Tatum going over 28 and a half points. I think Jason Tatum can go out and score 36, and Boston can still lose by 15. Mm. You know? And you kind of like the over now. It's been bet down through the week. It's it's at 196 and a half here at BetMGM. You kind of still leaning towards the over? I am. I, I, It's almost just a straight contrarian for me because of the thought of game seven and there's going to be some nerves and, and players, you know, might the shot might be off. Yeah. It might take them a while to get into their rhythm. And now we've seen the number tumble a little bit. Uh, and, and that's what we've been seeing in the series so far. A lot of unders in this series other than uh, game six the other night. But uh, yeah, just more from a contrarian standpoint, I think I would go over the total here. I, I'm not going to play it. Mm-hmm. But that's the way I would go. I may get involved in the side, and uh, I, I, you know, it, it would make sense to probably take Miami on the money line. But I think I'll just buy a, a little insurance and take the three points if I am going to bet it. I'm with you though. I'm from an entertainment standpoint. I hope it's close inside that number so we get some drama here uh, and get a, a storyline because you know Golden State's lying in wait. They are the favorite. We can understand why. We do feel like if if it is Boston, that number might come down a little bit. If it's Miami, it could balloon up. Yes. Right? There's a chance right now, you've seen Golden State about minus $1.75 mm-hmm. to win the series. If it's Miami, what do you think that looks I think, like? I think the line that we have already seen that's been released, if it's uh, Miami, Golden State was minus 250. 
and the, and the take back on the Heat was uh, two to one. So if we both believe that Miami's kind of in play tonight, and you like Golden State in the next round, would you be yeah, more tempted go to buy them now? Right, right. You buy it now, depending on we don't know the outcome for tonight. Yeah, I mean it's a good call, and you know it's such a price at this point. You know you're having to lay money. Yeah. You know that you probably missed the boat on that anyway, and maybe. Whatever happens, okay, let's say it's the Celtics uh, that, that face the Golden State Warriors. Maybe the Celtics go into San Francisco and win game one. Mm. Because, again, we talked about with the Tampa Bay Lightning, the rust versus rest. The, uh, the Golden State Warriors are going to be dealing with that, you know, that, uh, that possible problem there. And uh, if the Celtics go in and take game one, then you come back and bet the Warriors to win the series. Cannot wait to see what happens uh, tonight in that game seven. By the way, Scotty Scheffler just hit the green on 15. Still tied with Sam, tied with Sam Burns, who's in that clubhouse comfortably resting at nine under par. Let's see if we have a playoff where if Scotty can win it outright or Sam Burns might win it outright without having to hit another uh, swing, have another swing out there on the round for the day. I uh, certainly want to thank Derek Cardi for joining us, Eric Snow, and Ian Cameron. Uh, Brady, really enjoyed the last three hours, my friend. Uh, always a pleasure joining you here. You bet. Thank you, Dave. There he is, everybody. Brady Cannon. I am Dave Ross. Thanks for watching this edition of Betting Across America. We got you covered all afternoon and evening long on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.